Hello, this is John Smallwood. Today I'm continuing the conversation on the 19 sources of retirement income and we're coming up to number 15 in the series. Number 15 is about annuity income and the potential benefits that people can derive from an annuity. And one of the key components, and I don't want to, this is not going to be something that we're going to dive into and make it a textbook. What we're going to try to accomplish here is to keep this high level from the standpoint of, let me get the, let me get the idea of it. And then if I'm interested in deploying this type of strategy in my financial plan, then the specifics are going to make sense because based on age, based on many, many factors, it could be a different outcome. And that's the important concept. But the basis of an annuity, the idea behind an annuity is to, is to remove the risk from a strategy. When I invest money or I put money to work in an annuity with an insurance company, that's who offers these types of products, you're, you have a couple different variations of it, but in essence, we're going to start with the simplest form, which is a fixed annuity, which is invested with the fixed account of the life insurance company. So whatever they're paying, that's the interest that you're going to receive. So right now the interest rates are low as we record this, but historically when interest rates were high, they were high. And as interest rates come down, they come down and they might be anywhere from one to two to 3%, depending upon how long you leave the money with the insurance company. The longer that you agree to leave the money with an insurance company, the more interest that they'll pay you. Similar to a certificate of deposit, the longer you leave a CD somewhere, the longer, in theory, more interest that they're going to pay you. But with, with an annuity, you have your principal is guaranteed and that interest rate is guaranteed. Most of the contracts have a guaranteed level that it can't go below. Annuities that are older right now, they happen to be hitting a lot of those guarantees, which many people thought 15 and 20 years ago, you'd never see those, those levels. But the idea is that an annuity in a, you basically have two versions of what we're going to discuss. And there's a, there's an annuity that can be owned individually or it can be owned in, for example, an IRA contract. We're going to talk about non-IRA annuities for the bulk of this because what I want you to understand is that there's an element of tax deferral and tax control on these things. So if I put $100,000 in an annuity and I happen to make 2%, that 2% is tax deferred. It's not taxed until I remove it from the contract. And I can leave that money in the annuity contract and let it grow and grow and grow for a long period of time. When I put money into an annuity, the premium payment that I make is considered a premium and that would be considered the basis. So if I put in $100,000 and the annuity over time grew to $150,000 and I decided to cash in the annuity, the $100,000 is my principal. The $50,000 is a interest and that is taxable as ordinary income. So now 
in an annuity, there's unique tax features that allow you to spread that out over a period of time. If I, if I take the, every dollar that I take out of the annuity above my basis is taxable as ordinary income. When I fall below my basis, meaning I've taken out more than I put in, that basis is considered tax-free. It's a return of money to you until you reach that basis. Now, in the annuity sector, as you begin to talk about different options, there's the fixed annuity that we were just discussing. There's a fixed indexed annuity that allows you to have strong guarantees from a 0% guarantee kind of concept and then have a market participation. And then there are variable annuities that can be invested in, in essence, market-driven type products. And depending upon the company and the carrier, they can have, you can invest in all different types of contracts. And one of the reasons that people use them is to defer the taxation. Also, annuities have many riders that you can add to the contracts. You can add lifetime income riders. You can add long-term care features to them. You can add you know, joint life riders. There's a lot of different nuances when you begin to go down this road. And we're not, in this podcast, we're not getting that deep into those nuances because you really, in the moments that you look for it, you want to look at what's available to you in that time frame, okay? Because they change, and they change on a, on a frequent basis. But what I want you to understand is that if, I, if I'm utilizing an annuity contract, and I basically say there's a lot of ways that in which I can do this, and in essence, it would be very similar to that of a of a of a pension, the way I'm going to discuss this now, okay? Like creating your own private pension with an insurance company. So if I give an insurance company $100,000 of capital and I happen to be 70 years old, they have a current interest rate. And let's say this is there's going to be a life-only payment. So I give them, I'm 70, and I say, I'm going to give you $100,000. In exchange, I want a lifetime income. And they're going to do a calculation and you might maybe, depending upon the interest rates and the, the company and the quality of that company, you might get somewhere between five and $7,000 a year in lifetime income that is payable for your entire life, that is guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the insurance company. When they do that, you have, in essence, there's a tax strategy that's called an annuity exclusion ratio that allows you to take each year as you receive that five or $6,000 in, in payments, a portion of that is considered to be a return of principal, not taxable, and the other portion is the interest. And depending upon the, your age and the time frame, that could be anywhere from 30 to 70% of that payment. Now, typically, at the end of a 20-year period, if you've been getting a lifetime income, you're now 90 years old, you're, you're still getting the income, you've most likely exceeded your principal, and now all of those payments are tax-free. Now, some of the downsides in that is that if I happen to do this today, 
and I took this life only option and I passed away the next day, the insurance company has kept the money and that's a win for them. But there's a concept which is called you can have a period certain annuity, life option with a period certain that says, if I do this today and I die, I want to get, I want my beneficiaries to receive that annuity payment for the next 10 years or the next 15 or 20 years. The longer that you do that period certain, the less payment that you're going to receive. Now, within that, as you start to look at this is when you start to look at the use of an annuity under those circumstances, if you, you can also do a joint life expectancy, you, so you have a husband and wife, maybe they're 69 and seventies or whatever it is. You could also do joint life expectancy. You can do joint life with 75% survivor or 50% survivor. So it's very similar to that of a, of a pension plan when you're picking that up. And, but what it does is if you think about that $100,000 example for a second, if I have the $100,000 sitting in a bank account or something similar to that, that may only produce interest of a thousand to $2,000 a year, but if I were to pull out five or 6,000, I'm gonna run out of money some point if I live too long. So what you're looking for when you buy an annuity contract is some sort of predictability of the income stream that every month this income stream is going to be here. So when we start talking about it as, as an income stream, you might basically be five, 10, 15 years out from retirement and that's when you want to start to look at how can annuity with an income guarantee on it protect the, the value. And last time we talked about that immediate annuity in the previous episode. But what you really start to think about is, is if I put the annuity contract in place today and it has certain benefits that are going to accrue that provide future guaranteed income. I might be five or 10 years out from retirement and I know that worst case scenario, that payment cannot be less than what the contract basically says. The SECURE Act that came out at the end of last year made annuities much easier guaranteed income annuities to be part of retirement plans matter there's a provision in there that says you can take a portion of your money and put it into one of these guaranteed income products and that when you leave work you can move that income and you can move that annuity and the income guarantee with you that was very difficult before as I record this in 2020, there's still not a lot of opportunities out there for this, but there are some that are very, very exciting. So as you look at these contracts, I always think about it from the standpoint of what do I want my confidence level to be in my retirement plan? How do I want, what's my confidence in the retirement income that I'm trying to generate. How much of that income do I want to be predictable 
no matter what happens in the market, no matter what happens in the economy, that that income is flowing in. And that's what an annuity, that's what the role of an annuity of your plan is, okay? You can lose money in an annuity. That would be in a variable annuity, meaning that I'm invested in the stock market. As you, you know, annuities from another tax treatment side, if I put that $100,000 into a variable annuity and I cashed it in three years later at a loss because the market was down, technically that is an ordinary income loss. And that is something that you could write off that capital. And that's something you should talk to your tax advisor because those rules change. And as the, there's so many changes in the tax law, just want to make sure that that applies to your circumstances. But the use of an annuity is to take the pressure off of the other withdrawals. And what we're finding is, you know, when we talk about financial pressure, if you think about if you have $500,000 and that's your retirement capital and you're trying to generate as high of income as you possibly can from that capital, we know the withdrawal and the sequence of returns that everybody's saying that the retirement income withdrawal should be you know, below three and a half percent. There's so many studies out there. We have a podcast on it that's out there. But when you combine that that strategy with maybe 100 or 150,000, 20 to 25 percent in an annuity, that now has a five or six percent withdrawal rate guaranteed income for the rest of your life. It takes the pressure off the rest of the portfolio to generate the same amount of income. That's what you're really trying to focus on is that how do I bring this annuity income into the strategy and provide a very clear and concise guaranteed income stream that is here no matter what the circumstances are. And depending upon if it's a non-qualified annuity, non-IRA, I get to take the benefit of that annuity exclusion rule. Now, if I don't annuitize the contract, meaning in order to get that annuity exclusion ratio, you have to basically do something that's called the annuitization, which means the insurance company owns the capital and I'm going to get the lifetime income or my wife and I are going to get the lifetime income. There are certain companies out there that have a methodology in which their providers have said, you can have the, this income for life and also benefit from the annuity exclusion rule, even though you technically have an annuitized the contract. A little technical, but that's out there. Now, your goal here in this is that by taking the pressure off of the, the withdrawals, it allows the other money to not have as much withdrawal pressure, which allows it to go through these sideways times that we may experience in the markets. You know, you really are taking it. you're taking that and saying, I want to reduce my risk over here. I want it to be secure. You start looking at some of the largest insurance companies out there. There are some of the securest type things when you start digging into other podcasts and seeing other stories out there, because the majority of insurance companies aren't using leverage in their daily you know, volume, they are playing the actuarial experience. And the way the insurance company is benefiting from this, if they have a, 
a thousand people that come in all on the same day and they're all 70 years old and everybody's taking lifetime income. Some may take it lifetime income. Some might take it 10 years, certain that that period, certain conversation. You can also pick up an annuity that says, I'm going to do an immediate annuity for 10 years. And at the end of 10 years, there's nothing, but I'm getting my money back predictable. I know that it's coming within the secure act. If you're inheriting an IRA, it might be a nice way to do it because under the new inherited IRA rules, under the new secure act, you have to basically zero out that IRA by the 10th year. Doesn't mean you have to take money out every year. So under the old law, you were able to do what was called a beneficiary IRA. Let's say you had a hundred thousand dollar beneficiary IRA that you inherit. You would have to take out a required minimum distribution based on your life expectancy. If you were forty years old, could be two and a half or three percent. Now, but you had to take it out every single year. No ten percent penalty, but you had to take it out every single year. The new Secure Act says, no, no, you don't have to do that. But that money has to be out of the account by the 10th year. So the question is, do I take it out all today, pay all the tax, lose the compounding of it? Do I defer it for 10 years and I'm in a higher tax bracket than I am today? Or do I spread it out over the 10 year period? Now, if I want predictability in that 10 year spread, I would use an annuity. I wanna know for the next 10 years, I'm gonna get $11,000 a year from this. Let me take the risk on my other assets and let them grow. So the annuity concept, this annuity income, number 14, number 15 in, in the guide, you should be utilizing these so that you have a certain percentage of your income based upon your unique circumstances that covers the majority of your predictable expenses in retirement. So therefore you don't have pressure when markets go down or sideways or you're out of the market or you're in the market. Now, what you want to really be looking at on a constant, on a constant basis is, or not a constant, when you start to look through these things, you need to go through the pros and cons. You need to look at what does a fixed annuity do? What does a variable annuity do? What does a fixed index annuity do? What are some of the income riders that I can add to it? How do they work? What costs do they add to it? If I'm in a variable annuity, what benefits can I get from the fees that are inside of it? How do I understand how that works? And there's a lot of negative press out there. There's a very popular, you know, ads that you see out there that say, you know, these things suck. And I would agree that 100% of something at some point is going to suck. So if I put 100% of my money into something today, tomorrow that might suck, okay? I wanna just be real plain and frank on this. It doesn't mean it's bad, right? Just in the circumstance it's bad. But when you take assets and you say, I'm gonna take a percentage of my assets and put it in this and a percentage of assets and put it in two or three other things, when you have 19 sources of retirement income and one of those things happens to not be playing out at the right time, that happens to suck, but the other things are now good, right? So the more retirement income sources I have available to me, and the more I can push the risk of longevity off my shoulders onto, onto a bigger board, onto the backs of, of a large insurance company, 
That's what I'm trying to accomplish is how do you reduce the pressure? Because the concern is, you know, a 70 year old person in today's day and age could be retired for 30 to 40 years. If you're retired at 60, it could be 40 to 50 years. It's not uncommon that people who are 70 today could live well beyond 100. And that withdrawal rate risk, the longer you go and the higher the market volatility is, the less likely it is to succeed. Okay, so the annuity takes some of that pressure off. Should not be for 100% of anything at any time ever. Okay, but it should be a considered point. And it's a way today, if I'm 10 years out from retirement, there's a certain amount of money I can set aside that I can utilize the contracts I was mentioning. I can utilize a fix. I can use a fixed index annuity. I can utilize a variable annuity. I can look at the income riders that are available to me and I can add these things on to my account because when I hit retirement, the sequence of returns is 100% unknown. Meaning, I don't know what the stock market is going to do today versus tomorrow. And I don't know if the first 12 to 24 or 36 months of my retirement is going to be met with wonderfully positive markets, sideways markets, or down markets. There, there are basically three possibilities. The market goes up, it goes sideways, or it goes down. If it goes sideways or down and I'm in the first three years of my retirement, the chances of running out of money go up exponentially. So that is to kind of summarize this, right? The most important thing that you can do is not to let opinions and biases in, in marketing cloud your judgment. You should look at this and say, if I have this in my plan, if I add this number 15 of retirement income sources into my plan, what did it do? What pressure did it reduce? Did it give me tax benefits? Did it give me a better sense of you know, security and safety? If the market goes up, did I, did I win from that or did I not win from that? What's its role? So you really need to get with a qualified professional that can help you make the really right decisions. Anybody that wants to put 100% of anything into your financial strategy at any point in time, there is no miracle product. You've heard me say this a thousand times if you're listening to this podcast. There is no miracle product, but yet taking multiple products, combining them together in a coordinated fashion is what you want to do. And that, that strategy and that solution of combining all of those products is going to help you reduce risk. It's going to help you reduce taxes. It's going to help you reduce fees. It's going to help you increase retirement income, maybe save more money today, help you pass more money to your family if you're doing this properly. So one of the things that, you know, we have a lot of resources available on our website. If you subscribe to this podcast and you like it, I'd love for you to share it with a friend so they can benefit from it. On the podcast under Connect, we have the 19 Sources of Retirement Guide that you can download for free. We have Navigating Financial Pressure podcast. We have a series of podcasts at the moment. I think when I'm recording this, there are, up, there are 55 or 56 up. 
at the time is more in the queue. Every week we're coming out with things. We have a free book offer that you can benefit from, which is the five ways your wealth under attack book. We also have the latest book that can be acquired. It's It's Your Wealth, Keep It, which is available on Amazon. You can pre-order a copy now. If you're listening to this in a, you know, after June of 2020, it's available on Amazon. We encourage you to have the conversation with us. Having the conversation, the wealth curve conversation, having a discussion about your money and how these ideas could potentially fit into your strategy is the number one thing before you execute on a strategy. You need to understand the pros and the cons, and but before you need the pros and the cons, you need to understand how your financial plan looks. What is my current status? And what we do, one of the things that we do is we do this financial blueprint that allows you to understand where you are. It's a snapshot, and then we have the scorecard that kind of ranks your readiness in about 32 different areas, depending upon whether you're a business owner or a corporate executive. There's so many benefits to going through the blueprinting process because for most people, it's the first time that they become very clear on what they're doing. So I encourage you to take advantage of the opportunities, share the podcast, leave some, you know, leave some remarks. If you have an idea that you want to hear more about, let us know. If you don't like them, I want to know that too. Okay. This is about sharing information in a way that you can consume at the time in which you want to consume it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some of my favorite podcasts I listen to while I'm walking or running or cleaning the garage or waxing the boat or doing something that is, you know, fun. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to getting your comments and hearing your comments soon. Thank you. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.